Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Support Solutions. In each episode, we'll chat about what we're up to and bring you fantastic interviews with guest experts, as well as our app of the month and top tips, all aimed at helping you to grow your VA business. So grab a cuppa, sit back and join us for a fun-filled hour. Welcome, listeners, to episode number blur of <laughs> Virtually Amazing, the podcast. Once again, I forgot to look at my spreadsheet before we came on, so I can't possibly tell you what number episode we're at. But it will be on the title of the webpage when it goes live. And this week, we've got a really special guest coming up. Mind you, all of our guests are really special. Uh, and every time I promote an episode, I say, this one's a cracker. But really, Joe, they've all been crackers, haven't they? Yeah, we, we have been blessed with some amazing um, guests who've taught us so much. Yeah, it, it's been really good fun. We've had some lovely chats and we've got some more coming up along the way so what's been going on in your life since we last met to record joe because obviously we're recording this in november it will likely go out december january time uh, and we recorded one yesterday so what have you been doing since yesterday so since yesterday i took a couple of hours out yesterday afternoon and made a start on um looking at my planning for 2021 i'm a real planner, Shelley. I like to kind of have chunks and know where the time is going and, and what's happening. And a plan doesn't mean that I'm tied rigid. Things move all the time. I mean, this time, 12 months ago, I did not plan for COVID. <laughs> I, I promise. <laughs> but so that's an example of how my plans have had to change and i'm sure yours have as have all of ours but it is still important to have for me that <coughs> plan which acts as a roadmap for where i'm going or aiming to go next year so let's like, let me ask you um joe how do you do that what what do you sit down where do you start do you start with a money goal or a time goal or a bit of both what 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 do you do the first, the first thing I do is, uh, before I even look at all the fancy planners and my calendar, which is kind of blank apart from a few personal things, like I'm going to a wedding and those kinds of things. Um, and I just sit down and I think, so what have I done this year that's gone well, not gone so well? And that's, that's my first point. What have I achieved this year off that list of goals and targets and ambitions that I had for 2020 um, and I'm sure I'm not going to be alone when I say that there are a chunk of them that really just didn't come off and there was nothing I could have done because we've all been in the position where we've been locked down and we haven't done all sorts so that's where I start and then I look at well how much did I earn this year was it my target was it how much was it if not why not um you know and i i really go and i have a look at have i priced properly you know that it's a it's a very fundamental thing you know if you if you've got a target and you haven't met it um there are only so many hours in your working day yeah. 
and how much are you earning per hour? So, you know, are you earning enough to cover your tax, your bills, and then make the profit you want to? So that, that's kind of where I start. And then I chunk blocks of things in my diary that are non-negotiable. So we've started having conversations about when we're going to block out our time to focus on the podcast next year. Those won't move out of my diary unless the house burns down or something else like whatever. Um, and then networking, the key things that I do for networking, they are blocks. They're just not moving. And then that tells me how much time I've got in my diary to, to do things like social media, to do videos, to do whatever else. And then I plan my working targets around that. That sounds really comprehensive. And listeners, I hope you're learning. <laughs> I am. So uh, I don't plan anywhere near as much. I used to plan a whole lot more, but I, I kind of kind of bumble along from one project to the next. But having said that, I actually have got a very big project in mind to kick off for next year. And I need to do some market research around it before I put the effort in. Because one of the things that I've learned over the years as a trainer and business owner is that when you go down the route of build it and they will come, that doesn't work. Yeah. You have to be sure that people want whatever it is that you're going to be offering them. It may only be a few people to start with, but you need to validate that idea. So I'm going to be doing that uh, once I've got my book out of the way. Because what yeah. I've been focused on over the last few weeks is writing my How to Use Microsoft Teams book for BookBoon. Uh, and I'm about halfway through, I think, slightly more than halfway through, waiting on a large update from Microsoft. Microsoft are bringing breakout rooms to Teams, uh, and they've just delayed it. So it looks like I'm going to have to finish the book for the deadline and then write the breakout section as an appendix, because I'm not going to have the time to get it properly proofread because I'm having it professionally proofread and all the rest of things that go with it and there's a lot of work goes into writing a book um, my books have lots of screenshots in them and every screenshot has to be captioned at the moment they're not captioned because they might move and uh, I might move the sections around and then I like to name them with the number and the caption so that when I hand it over to the publisher it's easy for them to put it together so I decided this time I'm just saving the images as I go and I'll, I'll rename them all once they're in the right place mm. so it's quite time consuming mm. of course I could get somebody else to do that for me couldn't I so uh, we'll do you, see um, do you on. put a table of figures or captions into your um like appendix you know to list the, the images and that sort of thing no that's document. that's not necessary and my books are step-by-step -step guides so you, there are just too many images right you know there are real screenshots right. that you're in the program so you know if it's how yeah. to create a team then there's a screenshot for all the different steps of how to create a team right so, I understand. <clears throat> there's just too many so there isn't a, a list of images because if there were only half a dozen um, it will have a table of contents, although the publishers will generate that. They've told me I don't need to do a fancy table of contents, which is a shame because it takes a second. But um, second. I don't have to give that to them because 
they'll then they will put my manuscript into their software and run it but uh, so that's quite exciting I'm, I'm i'm slogging away at it as long as i can do some every day or so i know i'll i'll get there um but anyway so all this talk of planning actually is really good sig into introducing our guest for today our guest is andrew jancy one of those rare animals in the va world because he's a man yeah and I'm very excited yeah. to be talking to him. He is big on planning and processes. So that's where the nice SIG interview comes. And uh, he's going to be waiting to chat to us in just a minute. So I think we better go and get him. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, brilliant. Looking forward to chatting to Andrew. Welcome, Andrew, to our episode of Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants. And I'm really thrilled that you've agreed to be our guest today because you are a very rare specimen. You are a man in a woman's world. And uh, we were just chatting about it before, so that's okay. And, uh, you know, it, it's really, in all of the VA groups that I'm a member of, in all the VAs I've met, I haven't met many men that do this kind of a job although there are some great VA trainers out there that are men there's a couple that can't spring to mind but um, tell us how did you get to do what you do give us a bit of background about yourself yeah sure so thanks for the invite anyway really appreciate it uh, and I was quite surprised myself when I started this two years ago about from the male perspective um, my background um, is manufacturing project management, team management. So that was my corporate career, corporate career for 40 years. Um, and then through circumstances, my father became quite ill. Um, I moved the parents up to Manchester to live with me, was struggling with the commute to work and looking after them. And therefore, over two years ago, decided to walk away from a corporate job, which is a really difficult decision. Yeah. Uh, yes. have a big corporate salary. Mm. But looking after your parents becomes really important. And what I found out is when I started to look after him, um, I had some spare time during the day. Mm -hmm. I started to research, how could I use my skills that I've captured over the years? And it just came to to mind actually I could use some of those skills to offer my services in a virtual way and then I came across the model of the VA. Brilliant so how did you get started did you follow a plan did you follow go on a training course did you just launch yourself out there what did you do? Okay and this is the part that I was absolutely overwhelmed with okay because I've been used to being in a very competitive world yes. and people not wanting to help you. I started looking on Facebook and you know, many groups, the VAs, and I was just overwhelmed with the support. People within the VA community wanting to help you. And to start with, I was a bit thinking, Ooh, is there something I've missed here? But no, it, it's such a awesome community for support and I think for me that I saw so to answer your question my start point was a lot of research 
Um, and then I started to realize there's some support groups out there that can really help you on that journey. So I'd done all the how I'd set up the business through my local growth hub in Manchester. But what I hadn't really done is about how I was going to run the business from a point of view day-to-day management. And that's really where the support groups really helped. Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. Joe, have you got any questions for Andrew? I, um, Andrew and I had a, a, a good long chat and a one-to-one when he was first starting out, didn't we? And, and That's right, um, we, we have a very similar background that, and um, in our corporate life. So, um, yeah, tell everybody the kind of tasks that you do because they are also very different from some of the spectrum of VA roles that focus on marketing, social media, PA, and the sort of very broad range, but yours are very, very different. So Absolutely. tell everybody about that and, and what yeah. you do. And I think to start with, that's where I maybe struggled because I think, well, I don't do social media, you know, I, mm. I don't do these tasks, you know, these, and therefore I felt was I impersonating somebody that really I, I wasn't. You know, there's some, there's some people in the groups where they, they had years of experience and therefore I was not up to that sort of to standard. But what I was keen to move on was to understand how I could use those skills in helping businesses move their business forward. And mm. the sort of areas that I concentrate on um, not to say that I don't do other things. I do. I've got some clients where I do admin for them. I've got some cl- a client where I do her bookkeeping. So I do do some of those tasks. But my focus, and that's probably been more recently, has been around processes. You know, when you start with a client, and that, I think that happens with most most VAs, is that you try and get the business owners to take a step back. And you try to get a step back about what, what are all the things that you like doing, what are the things you don't like doing, and therefore are there in that don't like doing pile, are there things in there that maybe a, a virtual assistant can take on? The extra part that I like to do is to say, can we make those processes that that business owner is using more effective? And are there some systems that we could maybe employ to make it even more effective. So it's about mapping out their processes and looking at maybe, do they need a bit of HubSpot, do they need a CRM system? And just adding that value that way. If, for example, I come across that somebody's saying, well, actually, I could really do with some marketing support, some virtual support, what I'll do, I won't try and do it. I won't try and say, well, I'm an expert in that. I've got a bank of people and I've got some really great people. I can say, well, I can get them to help me do that. So they still work for me, but I've got some really trustworthy people. So I think it's about making sure you focus on what your core skills are and when you're VA. Yeah, I think that's really important. And to be honest, that's, that's come up again and again, hasn't it, Joe? Throughout yes. most of our interviews. And I think one of the things that's also quite obvious is that you don't know that when you start. So most people start saying, yeah, I'm going to do everything because it's a big, big, great big menu out there and I can offer all these things. And it's only after a while that you realize there are things that sap your energy and that, you know, you don't do them effectively yourself. 
uh, and you need to give those off to somebody else. And there are other things that you can just kind of do them all day long without thinking about. So, Absolutely. yeah, and, and, and I think that takes time, doesn't it? It does. And I think for me, what I, I was also, I've been very lucky in some of the clients I've worked with as well. So the one client I worked for, he, he knew that um, social media wasn't my big, biggest task, but what was really good, he said, well, I'll work with you. He said, because actually I'm quite happy because you just want, you just want some standard posting each day. I'll work with you what I need and therefore I'll create the content for you. So on some levels, I do the work, but mm -hmm. saying, well, we need to be creative. We need to create posts, etc." I'll, I'll, I'll say I don't do it. I'm working associates. So oh, I think Andrew, you and I are so in the same boat because yeah. I, I <laughs> the thought that. of somebody asking me to do a Canva meme just yeah. makes me want to cry. <laughs> Run. <laughs> yes, it, it, there's a whole different ball game to somebody putting a load of images in and, and text into a folder that you then sort of chuck into Hootsuite or load or whatever to actually being the person who goes there with the blank page and says, right, I'm going to create a picture. Mm. That's where I think you're yeah. the kind of person like me who would just go, no, not today. <laughs> I could try it, but I don't, I wouldn't be happy with what I created. It would just be, you no, know, it needs need somebody, I think, Anything you do, you've got to have the passion. Yeah. Got to have the passion for what you want to do. And if yeah. you find those things areas, just be good at those. Yeah. And accept that there are other people in the community that can help you. And you can still drive that business forward, but maybe you don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So do you work with associates or do you hand off the work and somebody else does it? You know, you say, okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to give it to Joe and it's now Joe's client. Or do you retain the relationship and have Joe work with you as an associate? Or is it a bit of both? A bit of both. I, I, I personally like the thing where basically I'll say, I can't do this. So for, I'll, I'll give you an example of where probably it works best for me is that I love to get the right software into a business. I will find a great IT company that I work with and I will be open with the business I'm working for saying the technical part I can't do, but I've got a great company I can work for. You don't have to worry about finding that company. I'll do it for you. Yeah. I'll, I'll recommend the software. I'll project manage it for you, but I will have the backing of an, a really exceptional software company to help me work with there and that's how I work together and that's really how I work with those IT companies and that really works well yeah I think that's really great I mean certainly I used to have a face-to-face -face training company my listeners have heard this before then don't really want to bore them about it <laughs> I sold just over a year ago now and um, one of the things that I made sure was to build relationships with IT support companies yeah. because they are great people to know. Uh, certainly for me, they, they brought me clients because they didn't want to be telling their clients how to create PowerPoint presentations or yeah. make their spreadsheet that up. Um, they need to just keep the networks going or install the rollout or do whatever. And on the other hand, if they had a client and they were rolling out some software, I was in a good place to then be brought in to train that software at the other end. So I think finding somebody who you can strategically partner with is, is a really, 
valuable thing to do. So you have to sit down and think about which are the businesses that that complement me that we can yeah. we can help each other. Exactly. I like, but also as well um, is that I've been an associate as well. So uh, and that's that really helped me because it not only exposed me to other things, but also helped me to build trust with other VAs who you know they don't know who I, who I am. And therefore they, they trusted me with a, maybe a bit of work to start with, but now that work can be quite wide. And therefore it's like anything, it's about building up trust, doing a good job, and then you'll get more work. But I think it's, I think it's important you have to take this ship very slowly yeah. and therefore build that up and don't expect instant success. Yeah, it's like that picture of the pyramid, isn't it? Where yeah. you only see the tip of the iceberg, not the pyramid, the iceberg. Mixing <laughs> yeah. my metaphors there. It's the iceberg. We only see the tip of the iceberg. We don't see all of the work that goes in to keep that iceberg afloat. We just see the top bit. Correct. So that, that's really good. So what's your favourite bit of software? My favourite bit of software yeah. is Trello. Okay. Ooh. We were talking about Trello yesterday, weren't we, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've used Trello together. It's interesting. Why Trello? What What is it? Do you know that I, of all the different pieces of software I've used in project management in industry, the one that really works with the end users and with the technical people is Trello. I've translated that into my business using Trello and it's so effective. And one of my clients and myself just use all the time. And the main thing for me, it's easy to use. You can customize it really easy for any sort of project or task. Yeah. And it's totally transparent. Give me a task. I can't say I didn't receive it. It's yeah. all on that piece of it's all on that screen. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that is top tip, listeners. Go yeah. and investigate. If you're not using it already, go and have a go at Trello. I have quite a number of Trello boards. I need to trim them down because I, I'm very good at starting a plan and then getting to a certain point and then I think, I don't need that board anymore. I'll go and do it a different way. So, um, yeah. yeah there's, there's some really great templates in there. Um, I picked up some templates for things like business model canvas when I was doing a, a piece of work around that with a client. Um, and, and some other good ones for things like CRM and, you know, just ways that you can apply Trello. And with some of the, oh gosh, what's the word that they use? The, not updates, the level ups. Yeah, um, yeah. It, the level ups that integrate into different things it, it it's really good and it it has a, a kind of a native integration with Pipedrive, which is a really good marriage of, of crm and, and planning in, in one little box as it were so yeah, yeah. yeah. so and, and the other thing as well which is really good is that uh, if you're doing a project you can you can do an integration uh with um a Gantt chart, yes. so therefore, so therefore you, you, can, you can put your boxes and all this, but I knew there was one particular manager I worked with and she said, but I need a Gantt chart. I said, no problem. I pressed a button, integration, we got a Gantt chart for her. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know it did that. I used to yeah. teach Microsoft Project, so I, lo I, I know yeah. about Gantt charts. But yeah. uh, one of the things that, that uh, talking about Trello and integrations, um, my hobby horse at the moment is Microsoft Teams. 
uh, writing a book about it and I go on about it a lot. Sorry, listeners, sorry. But uh, it integrates with Teams. You can bring a Trello board into a channel um, so that all the people in the channel can actually work on that board and it, they don't have to go to the web to, nope. to find it. So that's, that's also, also quite neat. So what, what, what else apart from Trello? Okay, two other things I love using. Uh, there's a product called OpenCRM, which mm -hmm. is really great CRM because it's very customizable. And from talking very territorial here, it's a UK hosted system. So therefore the GDPR of these worlds have, have, have no issues there. So that's one I love using. And the other one I love is using Slack, which is another thing you can do with Trello. Uh, great for communicating with teams. Great, great. Ooh. So do you use those with your associate VAs and also with clients, presumably? Yeah, so Slack, Slack I use a lot with my clients. So uh, basically, um, if, for example, it's a more interaction that we're trying to get so a bit of a more conversation rather than just a, an update on Trello boards, it's a great way to integrate that into the Trello card and therefore you can have a great conversation, just like you're using Microsoft Teams for a conversation. You yeah. can do that, but you can, bring in, you can bring people into the conversation as well. I'm going to be having a play, I think, with some of these tools. It's gonna to send me off down a rabbit hole. Hey. <laughs> Shelley, remember your focus. No, I've got, <laughs> I have got about six projects on the go. Uh, I've got a new program to plan, so. Uh, I can't, but I'm, oh, well, I could use it for my new program. Hmm. Okay, thoughts, thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I like software and I like testing yeah. it out and, and making it work and breaking it and seeing how to do it better. So that's why I do what I do. So, so Fantastic. That's it. So have you got any top tips, Andrew, for anybody who was starting out, leaving corporate and going to set up on their own? Yeah, I would spend some time to really focus do you necessarily want to carry on what you're doing or actually is this an opportunity to change career a bit and change where you do business follow your dreams um and only m most recently um i've been looking at really what what is it that really pushes me forward what really um, animates me and i think it's about taking that time before rushing into it. So if you're leaving corporate, make sure you've got a pocket of maybe some cash to really back you up for a few months. Because what you don't want to do is try and rush into something. Mm -hmm. And secondly, make sure before you start on your journey, that's what you really want to do. And if you can afford it, get yourself some sort of coach yeah. to help you that time. Because I found that invaluable and I was very fortunate when I set up that I had um, the business growth hub in Manchester uh, offer a, a great program where you get training, you get support. And I think it, just don't try and do it on your own. There's some great support out there. Um, so do the research and just don't jump into it. Mm, yeah. Give yourself some time. Yeah, that's been also a, a recurring refrain, hasn't it? is yeah. to work with a coach, a mentor, or be part of a support group. Um, to, I, I've had business coaches, right? I mean, I started 20, 20 years ago um, yeah. on my own. And I've always had at different junctures, 
I don't have anybody coaching me at the moment, but over the years I have dipped in and out. I think it's really important to have yeah. that support. Yeah, I'll give you an example at the moment. Uh, I've got a coach at the moment um, and uh, he's, he's coaching me through LinkedIn uh, about, um, I've been talking more about more the personal side of me at the moment and sharing that and having that coach to be accountable to and be able to say, well, you said you would do this three weeks ago. Have you done it yet? Mm -hmm. Carry it out. So it just gives you that bit of focus. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you how do you now cope with running your business alongside your home responsibilities? Because I know you you have some challenging you know challenging situation looking after your mum. Sure. Um, so how does that impact your business? I have to. I've, I've changed the way I live my life. So first of all, I get up early, um, and I I have some space to myself. So. My, 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 my daily routine is around half past five, six o'clock in the morning. Um, I'll get breakfast. That's a bit of time to myself. And then a half, around half past six, I'll then think about working an hour and a half on the business, doing my LinkedIn posts, make, is there anything to reply on my posts, and then plan the day ahead. Then what I've got on my board up here, I've then got eight o'clock until nine o'clock. That, nothing can happen during that time. That's time for mum. Mm-hmm. So what, what I don't want her to feel is that she, she, she doesn't want to feel she's a nuisance. Yeah. So she, she sadly has had a recent fall, so therefore um, she needs a breakfast done for her and therefore she relies on me. But I think in some ways what she's recognised as well, there's some um, guidelines. It sounds a bit formal, but basically she knows that during certain times I'm working. So yeah. I'll then spend some time working during the morning and then um, we'll have lunch together. And again, and really t- important, spend some time with people during that time. Yeah. And then after we're working, and if, for example, she's got a hospital appointment that, you know, in normalish times I need to take her to, that's fine. I'll just say to my client, I do that work, but it will be done tonight. And I'll maybe work then. But I think it's just making sure you've got a bit of a plan for the day and making sure you've got those that understand i've got to understand with mum unless it's an emergency she'll just you know let me get on with my work so it's about having a structure yeah mm. yeah i think it's very much um you know the other end of the spectrum when you're working with small children or uh, although they don't know to leave you alone so you're quite oh, lucky in that respect. lucky yeah <laughs> and she, she's very good you know she she understands she the I'm not. I'm telling you this is a story, not from a, a sadness point of view, but just to give you something. When a few days before Dad passed away, he sat me down because he knew he hadn't got long, and he said two things I want you to do. One is, is that I want you to carry on keeping fit because I do a lot of fitness because I've lost a lot of weight recently. And second one, he said, get that business back on track because I know I've sported for you. And he was a businessman. Aww. And he said, promise me you'll get that business back on track. And that in some ways inspires mum to make sure that I do get that business back on track. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's, mm. that's amazing. It's amazing for him to come out and say that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And to give you that, that, that support yeah, exactly. you know, so, and, and, and to feel that, yeah. yeah. And I think, Joe, in some ways, what he was trying to say to me, okay, yeah, you're going to be sad, but 
get on with your life as well. I've had yeah. my life, you know, sort of, and therefore, and it was, uh, he's given me permission in some ways. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I totally get it. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. Very inspirational. Very yeah. amazing. Very amazing. So we've got work with a mentor if you can. Do your research. Work yes. out what you're really good at and what you hate doing, and do lots of one and not so much of the other. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to tell our listeners before we wrap up? Um, I think keep the faith, and when you start, is that you know to start with. I've got to say to you, it was tough. Mm. You know, as much as you've got all these you know, communities supporting you and giving you every support, some days you're thinking, I haven't got a client yet. And I think in some way, you know, just sharing this with you, I started in September, I think it was. I think the first client was like early the following year. So, you know, it, it took time. Um, and maybe don't listen to too much noise when you hear people's you maybe heard that people say I'm really busy and all that. If they are, that's great. But don't try and make, make that in a situation where it could bring you down. Yeah. Because yes. Um, yes. it's quite easy to listen to that. And, you know, it's great that other people are successful. But you're on your own journey. You're unique. And therefore, Absolutely. there's no way you're going to get to. And, Absolutely. Don't, don't buy hearing other people what they're doing take you off course because before you know it you're following that, that new shiny light when actually that's not where you want to go yes oh, like, absolutely if you get what i'm saying yeah totally. oh, absolutely <laughs> yeah. I think Joe does. She said absolutely about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is i think it, it's it I, I feel it quite sort of strongly because I know I had a conversation with another VA who had been on her own journey for three or four months, had gone into one of the Facebook groups and it was like success Friday or whatever it was and post after post after post had been people saying I've got a new client, I've got two new clients, things are going amazing and all this kind of stuff and she you know she rang me and she said how are other people getting clients and I'm not? And I said, just, you've got to stay in your lane. You know, you do not know for a start what any of those other VAs are offering because they might be offering something completely different to you in a niche that you're just not interested in. And they might be doing something, um, completely different from a marketing perspective that is comfortable for them and is attracting their ideal client. You might not be talking and messaging the right client who gets you. And there is a client for every person. Great. Agreed. And, and, and you've just got to sort of go into those posts and say, oh, that's brilliant news. Congratulations. And use that person's success either as an inspiration or be up front. We're a collaborative bunch and say, what is it that you're doing to get those clients? Can I learn from you? Rather than allowing that success to make you feel like you're failing or not doing so well. It's spot on, Joe. I, I spot on I did that because to start with, I did feel, oof, I know I'm, I'm not doing it right. But I, as soon as I started saying, well, what are you doing? 
But I think the other thing as well, what I tend to do as well, was I was starting to say, is there anything I can do to help you? So yes. make, not make it about yourself, but saying, look, I've got the background, you know, in, in project management. Is there something I can help you with? And get yes. to know people. But get to know people. And yes. people, if they know that they, you're there to help them and you're, they can help you, they will. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's one of the best communities. I'm part of a trainer community, which is very similar in the, the community I'm in, and that's down to the leader of the community as well. Um, it's a very collaborative area, and we have a Friday. Um, she puts in a post, you know, like what's been great about your week, what's gone well, or something. So that post is full of people celebrating stuff, um, whether it's, but it's also in the group. People will say, "Yeah, I want a new client," or. I've got this big training project coming on and sometimes you can go in there and you can think, I don't really want to shout about my success because I might upset someone that, you know, it works the other way as well. Um, you can, you know, I, I quite often am posting about I'm busy, I'm doing this, doing that. And then every so often I'll put a post in there and I'll say, yeah, but it's not always like this. No. You know, there are times where it's not busy or you're busy, 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 but you're not doing anything. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think even when you established, it happens as well. So two weeks ago, I, I just had so much work. And then last week it went quieter. Yeah. But I, th I think those times are really important to then use to maybe a bit of training, get your skills up to date. Yeah. You know, there's things you've put off, you can do. So then it's okay to be like that. Uh, as long as you know you've got a long-term plan. Yeah. yeah. And I think the other thing... Sorry, Shane. No, go on. Go, Joe. You, if, you go. if you have a week that's quieter than last week, you, you yes, you can catch up, but also use some of that time to give yourself some headspace. Yeah. Because on a very, very busy week, you might have to drop your yoga class or your walk or whatever that looks yeah. like for you. But then this, that week when you're quieter, you might be able to sneak in the extra yoga class or, uh, yeah. you know, take the dog out for that extra half an hour and be out in nature. That's how I find that I get my inspiration. So it, it, it swings in, in, in roundabouts. And in, absolutely. So, so what happened was my, maybe my training that was, the week wasn't as high, uh, which was difficult, but the following week, I spoke to my personal trainer and basically we got it back on track and we actually yeah. spent more time. So yeah. it's, you can, so there are things you can do. It's, it's not all work. It's about making sure your balance of life is correct. And if yes. you do get busy, when you do get quiet and make sure you catch up on the other things. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's all part of a plan. Yeah. All part of your plan. Well, this has been absolutely fascinating. It's been such yeah. a pleasure chatting with you, Andrew. I've been waiting to have this chat for quite a long time. So thank you very much for coming on the podcast. And listeners, I'm sure you're all going to take lots of help and useful learning from our chat with Andrew. And uh, let us know what your favorite tip was from today's episode. So that's it from us. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Welcome back, listeners. I don't know why I said see you next week at the end of that segment. My brain was somewhere else. Does that happened to you? Sure. yeah frequently <laughs> all the time so joe that was a great interview with andrew and I don't know about you but i took so much away from that what was your most key learning point from that interview i think the key point is and the key learning point for me is that there are going to be difficult times 
And if you've planned, you can ride out those difficult times a lot easier than had you not planned, you know, and, and, and you've then got something in place to manage the ups and downs that every single self-employed or small business owner inevitably has, you know, um, and I think that's a really important point for all of us to remember, not just VAs, but all small business owners, particularly this year, because it's been so tough for everyone. Yeah, it has. It has. In the trainer community that I'm a member of, we have a thing we, we often quote to each other, trust the process. Yes. And um, it's an, and, and, you know, in, when you're marketing, um, it takes a very long time to learn this, but you do eventually learn that it's just a numbers game. And if you've got 500 people on your mailing list, you might think that's great. But if only 400 and, but if only 10 of them are ever going to read what you send them, then yeah. the other 490 really don't matter. And so yeah. you're better off with the 10. So it's just a numbers game. And you've just got to keep showing up, keep getting out there and just trust yeah. the process. Yeah. Eventually it will happen. And as Andrew said, it doesn't happen overnight. And we, we've talked about this before, haven't we? Yeah, Where, yeah we have. Way. But I, I think it's a, I think it's something that is really important to repeat again and again because our industry is growing. New people are coming into the the industry all the time, and it's really important for them to, you know, see those posts of the people that are saying, "Great, I've done this. I'm successful," but they don't know their backstory or how long it's taken them to get those three clients this week. You know, there might be 12 months where they've not been able to put food on the table type scenario because it's been really tough. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you talked there about planning, and um, we we both like like to have a little plan i used to teach microsoft project which is a very big planning application and we've talked about trello before on the podcast in fact i think last week we were talking about trello and um we we were chatting just before we came back on air about different tools that we like and use and the one that that cropped up there was microsoft to do um microsoft are changing things all the time yes recently they've changed to do quite a lot so first of all, if you have a personal Microsoft account, so an Outlook.com or Hotmail or Live.com account, and you've been using Microsoft to do with that, and you've got a work account with your business email address, you can now combine the two in the one app. So you can have your personal stuff and your work stuff in one place. And you can create different lists for different things. So I've got my major task list where I just dump anything that crops into my head. And then when I've got five minutes, I sit down and I decide which of the sub lists does it really belong on? Um, you know, is it a priority or, or is it a course prep thing? Because those are my categories. I mean, you will have different ones, I'm sure. And, uh, and, and then you can flag them. You can set reminders on them. You can set dates on them. And it has a great little thing called My Day where you can favorite a task. And then what that happens is when you open up to do, it's the first thing you see are the things that you Ah, that's really useful. For today. So if you are of the mind, which I think we all really should be, that you've got to focus on the one task at a time, or maybe you've got five things that you have to get done today. Your list might be 105, 
But yeah. today you've got to do five. Um, those five, you can flag them for my day with, by clicking the star. And then you'll just get those five kind of in front of you. Um, and it's, it's small. You can have it running kind of in the corner of your screen. And, and so it's there. So I really like it. Um, the other thing about it that, that you should know is it's beginning to inter, well, it's all tasks is now interfacing with Outlook. So when you go into Outlook tasks, you'll also see any of your Microsoft, any of your to-do lists will show uh -huh. up in tasks. And if you're using Outlook on the web, when you go to tasks, it will open in the web as well. And it's just a neat little tool for jotting your thoughts down when you need to put your feet up. So. I like that. I like that a lot. I tend to um, use to do in the evening because you guarantee that once you've stopped work for the day, you're giving yourself some headspace, all this stuff comes in. So I put it on my phone really quickly and then it's gone from my head, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to make a list, get it out your head onto paper. I mean, you might use post-it notes, you might use that. The other planning thing that I really like is a spreadsheet. Oh, I, well, yeah. Yeah, I, I, that you, you can't go wrong with a spreadsheet for a list. And when I'm planning a course, for example, I actually have a, 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 an Excel template that I use for my course planning, which has sections and lessons and and different columns for, you know, I need to know what the objective of each lesson is and I need to know what's going to go in it and what handouts, if any, and what slides I might need. So I have that as a, a spreadsheet because it's already set up with nice columns and rows and it's, uh, yeah. and it's not my scrawly handwriting. If I was to write that, yeah. out, I wouldn't be able to read it afterwards. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have tried in the evening to have a notepad and pen, but then, it, it, it's kind of like you stop what you're doing and yet you know yeah um so I, I tend to sort of sit there and I find it easy just to tap away on my phone and then put it away you know because I tend to scribble very quickly because it's always part way through a conversation and my husband gets really irritated <laughs> because <laughs> I'm sort of stopping what I'm doing to scribble something but um yeah, in, in the evening, I, I like to just sit there and tap things out on my phone if it's, and then I can put it away for the evening. But yeah. I do like a spreadsheet. And the other thing is, Shelley, and you would obviously know this, that there are huge amounts of templates available within Excel that you can access. And they are pre, they are pre-designed that you can then, you know, rebrand if you want for yourself, or you can add columns, take away columns. And it's just such an amazing tool, isn't it? Yeah. And sometimes all you need with anything, with any template, is you just need a starting point. How often do you sit there with a blank, a blank piece of paper, a blank document, a blank workbook, mm. whatever, and think, where do I start? Yeah. But by utilizing the templates, at least you have a starting point across all yeah. of the apps. Um, and while we were just talking there about Microsoft To Do, I just want to mention that it's available on the Mac as well. So you can get it on your iPhone, you can get it on Android, you can get it on your laptop, tablet, wow. on your all across all your devices. And I have a Mac because I train Office on Mac, uh, and I used to do on both my Mac and my Windows machines, and it's seamless. So whatever I open up in one place is in the other, no matter which device 
I add it. Wow, that's good. And that is the beauty also of 365, of Microsoft 365, because everything is synchronized. So I just think that's my tool of the week this week. And uh, we'll have to find something else to talk about next time. So (laughs) So thank you listeners for joining us today. I hope you got lots out of today's episode. I know that I did. I thoroughly enjoyed chatting with Andrew before. I always like talking to Joe. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. So do let us know what you like about the podcast and what you don't. And drop us a message on Virtually Amazing on Facebook. You can email me, Shelley at Tomorrow's VA or Joe at JLB JLB support, no, JLB consulting. Business consulting. JLB business consulting. JLB. Co.uk. Yeah. JLB business consulting. I will get it right eventually. And uh, we're heading into 30 plus episodes. So we're really pleased that you're yeah. still listening. Uh, do rate us on all the podcast players. And we look forward to chatting with you again next week. Bye for now. You've been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We look forward to seeing you or hearing you or you hearing us in the next episode, which is coming very soon.